Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Good to see you all. My name is Lyndon Bontrager. I'm one of the leaders here at Lighthouse. I got to tell you, I love being a part of this church. This is fun. Thanks for being here today. It is gorgeous outside. Um, I'm only going to speak for two hours, so just... (laughs) Ben likes that idea. I don't, actually. That is not going to happen. We're going to keep it as short as possible. All right, so one of my routines that I personally do before I go to work every morning, I work Monday through Friday, I try to go to the gym before I go to work. And so I... I, people might think, well, you're kind of a social butterfly. I'm not at the gym. I like to go and zero in on what I'm doing. That's my alone time. And even though there's people around me, I, I like to focus and stay um, doing that. So at the gym, you find all types. You know, there, there are a few we're going to run through these. You got some people that have been doing it for a while. You got people that have not been doing it for a while. And you got the socializers. Ugh. And you got that. I don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what that is. And then, and then you have the, the people that are there to take more selfies than they are to uh, actually work out. Anyway, whatever, that's fun. Ha ha he he. There are a lot of types, all types that you find at the gym. Well, this one person, okay, this is several years ago, right? There's this one guy that I saw every morning at the gym. It's like his schedule and my schedule were always the same. You know, we, we, were, we would always see each other. And I, I never knew him. We never talked. We were both there apparently to work out. And uh, that's, it, it is what it is. You could tell that this guy had been doing it for quite a bit of time. He was quite chiseled. And uh, I just kind of got this impression. I mean, he's always, he always, his hair was always perfect at 4, four in the morning. Like, what do you, 4.30 in the morning? Like, why, why would you take time to do your hair? I, I don't know. But he was a kind of a pretty boy gym rat, more or less, is in my mind. Whatever. Well, one day I heard this guy, I overheard him and I saw him taking a video of himself after one of his workouts. And he was, I didn't capture all of it, but I heard him saying something along the lines of, it it basically boiled down to, look what I just did. Um, This is what I accomplished today. I'm amazing. This and this, yada, yada, yada. And I'm sure it probably wasn't all that bad. It probably wasn't even bad. But in my mind that day, this guy who I didn't even know or know anything about, my impression of him went downhill. And from that point on, every time I would see this guy, it was just, it wasn't good. My observations of him are, oh boy, here we go again. Here's this guy. I I don't even know his name, like I said. It was just not, it was not good. And that went on for a couple of years, okay? And it just snowballed. It got worse. All right, so fast forward till just about several months ago. I went in. We, we had, I had stopped being able to, we didn't see, I didn't see this guy anymore. Apparently our schedules changed. Well, one morning I went in extra early on a Friday and, oh, there he's there. Okay, all right. So now he, he still does exist. Here we are again. And that same morning, a really good friend of mine who I know really well was at the gym too. And I could see that they were kind of like working out together. I was like, what's going on? And right away, my friend sees me, he motions me over and I'm like, oh, I'm not a socializer, but okay, here we go. 
We'll go talk to him. He's like, hey, Lyndon, have you met so-and-so? I'm like, uh, no. I mean, I see him from time to time. That's about it. He kind of had the same thing to say about me. He's, and he went on. He's like, Lyndon, meet so-and-so. So-and-so, meet Lyndon. All right. And my friend began to tell me about what an amazing guy this guy is. Mind you, the guy that I've been thinking is ridiculous and saying all these, thinking all these mean things about over the years. He told me where he goes to church and what all he's involved in and what just an amazing person this guy is. Let me tell you how badly I felt at that moment. I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm an awful person. I'm so bad. <laughs> all those judgments that I had passed on this individual over the years were just staring, at me, staring right at me in the face like, Aren't you a church-going guy? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I felt really bad. See, I had pegged this poor guy, who I didn't even know. I pegged him as a narcissistic Instagram pretty boy. And I didn't even know him. I even would talk to a friend of mine about this guy at the gym, tell him, updating him daily on what I would see him doing and Oh, you should have seen this. Or, oh, he's probably this. And I think I was even to the point where I looked forward to seeing this guy at the gym in the mornings just so I could judge him. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, I'm pretty bad. I'm, I'm quite bad. Why am I up here preaching? Well, this message is for me, okay? So I wouldn't want people to think things like that or say things like that about me. That's not who I am. So why in the world was I saying that and thinking that about him? Ah, I tell you, it pains me to be open and honest with you about this right now. But it's the truth. It's what, it's what I've dealt with. And I, I will say, being a critical, a super critical thinker, um, or just super critical of people, comes really natural to me. It's kind of how I grew up. And uh, I see someone, I see a situation. I don't even have to see someone. I just know right away, oh, that person's a moron. That's the term I use a lot. What a moron. Oh, oh. Really being pretty raw with you here this morning. So when I say things like that, when I think things like that, I'm reminded of this verse. This verse comes to mind, Matthew 5, 22. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, raka, which that is an Aramaic term for like empty-headed or it's like a, term, a term of contempt, oh, raka, is answerable to, to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, moron, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Yeah, I really don't, last thing I want is to be in danger of the fire of hell, Okay. If I'm living my life critiquing and judging and casting these names and this, these thoughts towards people, where does that put me in this whole picture? Okay, I think we can all admit that it's pretty easy to cast quick judgments on people. Can I, can I get a nod at least? I'm not the only one, maybe. Okay, that makes me feel a little better here. Okay. The issue that when we do that kind of a thing, we're being really superficial. Okay, superficial. 
hold that thought for a moment. So we're currently in a message series called Counter Culture. It's been a really good series. I've been loving it. I'm a little sad because this is the last of the series today. Um, Clint preached last Sunday on the importance of our spiritual intake and what we're taking in and knowing the chef is really good. If you missed it, you, you need to. I'm not saying you should. You need to go watch it. It's uh, on our website. Check it out. It's really good. So as you likely know, the Bible has a bit to say about judgment. Okay, so this morning we're going to be in Matthew. If you want to turn in your Bibles, it's going to be on the screen as well. We're going to be Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Again, this is the Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 7 says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Hey, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So the title of today's teaching is Judging Others, God's Way or the Highway. Whatever you take from that title, it's kind of hard to come up with the best title sometimes. God's Way or the Highway. It's like, boy, these are my rules. My rules, it's my way or the highway. Kind of the thing like that. Okay, it's God's Way or the Highway. We're going to look at that. Okay, we're going to look at the issues that God has with humans judging humans. And if, if it can even be done well, or done at all, or done fairly. But before we get into it, let's pray. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would be present here this morning. We sense your presence. We feel your presence, God. We thank you for our time of worship already. It's awesome. We thank you that you are here God, I pray that you'd continue to hang out with us yet this morning as we as we look into this and look into your word. God, give me the words to say, I'm just a person. But you have me here today to say something, and so I pray that you would help me say it clearly and that we would all be able to grow from this, what you have to say to us this morning, God. In your name we pray, amen. All right, so if you have handouts and you want to follow along, First point is we should be careful in how we judge because it'll come back around. It will come back around. Got a fun little picture of a dog. The hydrant is just sick and tired of getting peed on, so the hydrant is giving it right back. Yeah. Ha ha, he he, but that's kind of how it is. All right, it'll come back around. Matthew 7, 1 through 2 says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So if there's any verse in the Bible that the world knows, I think it's Matthew 7, verse 1. I think we've probably all heard all kinds of people say, Hey, don't judge. Don't judge me. Don't judge. The world doesn't the world doesn't even have to know their Bible and they know that that is a Bible verse. I'm not sure that they could tell you right where it's at, but they use that. It's a tough subject. 
that people were pretty sensitive to. So, okay, Jesus isn't saying we're not supposed to evaluate people. No. No, he's not telling us to not use discernment. There's, that's important, evaluation and discernment. He's making a point here in these verses that it's, it's a heart issue. That's the matter. That's the, the subject of the matter. It's a heart issue. All right, so there's a story in the book of Luke um, where a Pharisee by the name of Simon invited some friends over and he invited Jesus to come and, and eat supper, eat dinner with him. And so there, I have no idea how many people were there, but they're around the table, they're inside, they're reclining. Jesus is reclining at the table. And in comes a known prostitute. Now, that could be setting itself up for quite an interesting scene, okay? Not only did she just come in and observe or sit, she did a lot more than that. She was making a scene. Like she made a big scene. She was weeping. She was crying. She, was, she went to Jesus, and she, was, she had this really expensive jar of perfume. And with her tears and her hair, she was wetting Jesus' feet, and she was wiping his feet, cleaning his feet. And she took this really expensive perfume worth a lot of money, and she poured it on Jesus' feet, was anointing his feet. Obviously, needless to say, this was causing quite a scene, okay? Meanwhile, Simon, the Pharisee, who invited Jesus and all these people, and it's his house, he's sitting there thinking to himself, and we, we can read his thoughts here in Luke 7, 39. He says, he thinks this, maybe he said it, I don't know how it got recorded, but it's the word of God, so I trust it. He says, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is that she is a sinner. All right, so Simon was judging this woman, okay? He was judging this woman, not only this woman, but he was judging Jesus. Like, if he really was, he'd know. Well, what happened? We're going to find out in a little bit. He was actually, he went on to get humiliated in front of his house guests, in front of who knows how many people. And it was, it was quite the, the interesting time. Remember, it'll come back around. That's our point. So we read, so Simon, Jesus went and he told Simon a quick story, a parable, and then he said this. Luke 7, 44 through 47, he says, Then he turned toward the woman and he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her hair, with her tears, and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss. But this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Ouch. Simon's judgment came back around fierce and bit him. So Jesus called out those things, and you might be, well, what, are, what all does that really mean? He, he pointed out the social errors that Simon com had committed. So Simon, back in the day, it was quite cultural to, if you invite someone over to your house, you don't just have them come out in and sit. Like, you, you wash their feet for them. The trails were dusty and dirty. People's feet were filthy. You, 
you treat them, you treat them well, and you wash their feet for them. At least you offer them something to be able to wash their feet. You also greet them with a holy kiss, okay? And you, you would anoint their head with oil, just a, a sign of welcome. It's very cultural. Simon, we don't know why, but he didn't do any of that for Jesus. I don't, we don't know that. Then, of all people, this prostitute, a sinner, comes in. And through her act of humility, Simon's own critical judgment of her, that came back around and it bit him. I can imagine there were some people thinking as they were sitting there witnessing Jesus calling them out, oh, burn, that's got to hurt. Glad I didn't make that judgment. (laughs) Okay? You know how when you see someone who parked not correctly in between the lines, right? Or like they're crooked or they're like way on the one side and I see some people looking at their spouses. (laughs) Or someone might have like completely covered the line or something like that. You see that car in a parking lot. You don't even know who that driver was. You know, that person is obviously a horrible driver, right? They're an awful person even. You know, when you're, if you're ever in the rough areas here of Elkhart and you see a really nice Cadillac on the road, it's pretty obvious that that person is a drug dealer. <laughs> right? I'm not sure this is supposed to be that funny, but... Uh... <laughs> or how about the young teenager girl, young teenage girl on the sidewalk with a toddler on her hip, pushing the stroller with a baby in the stroller. Yeah, that girl has obviously lived a life of promiscuity, had these kids out of wedlock. (laughs) My goodness, see what she's doing with her life. Or maybe, just maybe, the person that parked really poorly that one time is actually a really good driver, and they just had a million things on their mind maybe a family crisis, and they were hurrying to the store to pick something up, and they parked poorly. Maybe, just maybe, that Cadillac in the rough areas of Elkhart is a little sweet little old grandma heading to the park to feed the pigeons. Maybe. Maybe, just maybe, that teenage girl with the toddler and the baby is a teenage girl who's babysitting, raising money to go to college. We, the, the point is, folks, we just don't know the whole story. We don't know. <laughs> we, we think we can know the story when we see something. We don't. Passing judgments like that is not life-giving. So when we cast these critical judgments at people, Okay, we're sending things their way, and it feels good. It's like we're, just imagine with me, it's like we're taking little paper airplanes, and we're just throwing them at them. And it feels good. It's fun to watch it fly. (laughs) Poked them in the eye. That's great. It's not coming back at me. But it's actually, I think what it's really, what we're doing is we're throwing boomerangs at them, and that boomerang comes right back, and it hits us right upside the head. It's that same effect. 
It comes back at us in some form or fashion, folks. Let's recall Matthew 7, 2 again. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Man, I'm thinking of some of my most oh, critical, harsh, false judgments of people. That guy at the gym. Oh. And others. That was only one of my judgments in my life. And when I read that verse, that makes me really sad about how I have judged people. Be careful in how we judge, folks. Okay, so that's point number one. We should be careful in how we judge because it will come back around. Point number two, be careful in how you judge because judging alone doesn't help. Judging alone does not help. And that's right, there is a good side of judgment. Wait, what? What are you saying? Hang in there. Track with me here a little bit. Matthew 7, 5 says, You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Has anyone ever gotten a speck of dirt or wood shaving or, or something of the sort, eyelash or something in your eye? Man, it's, it's hard to not know that it's there, right? You're dealing with it. You got it. Yeah, I know it's there. I got it. Has anyone ever got a plank in your eye? So I, I have this little thing here. It's a, it's a little trusty two-by-four, right? And uh, just imagine with me a little bit. I, I like how Jesus uses the terminology, the word pictures of plank versus speck. Some, of the, some Bible versions use the words log or beam, but I'm, we're sticking with plank this morning. So if we have this little plank, I'm just going to stick this in my eye, okay? That's what I'm going to do. Bear with me here. It's pretty cool. So there it is. I got to tell you, that's not very comfortable. But for some reason, it's really easy for us to forget that this is here when we see other people's specs. It's like glasses to see specs better, right? So, hey, Clint, I got to tell you, man, <laughs> you got a speck in your eye. Let me help you with that, okay? This? Oh, don't worry about this. This is nothing. But I got to tell you, ow, you got a speck in your eye, and I'm going to help you with it, okay? All right, no problem. Okay, that's quite ridiculous and quite painful. But the point is, I think it's just as ridiculous and just as painful when we're actually doing that to others. When we're casting judgments at other people without looking at ourselves first and taking the, the plank out of our own eyes first. It's judgment without intent to help. That's the issue. So again, like I've said before a little bit, Jesus wasn't telling us to never judge another human being at all. He's telling us to not judge with a condemning spirit. John 7, 24 says this, Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. Okay, okay. He tells us we can judge. I'm going to judge. Oh, be careful. Be careful here. Paul says this in the book of Romans about judging others. Romans 2, verse 1, You therefore have no excuse 
you who pass judgment on someone else. For at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment, you do the same things. Okay, so back to the two-by-four, the plank thing. Pointing out someone else's sin might go something like this, all right? I got this in my eye. Okay, my name is Lyndon. I am the town gossip. Yes, that's right. And I just found out that someone else is gossiping about me. (laughs) That's not good. I'm going to point them out and call them out and make their life miserable because they're gossiping about me. Never mind the fact that I'm the town gossip. Okay, I'm going to get on their, fo- on their social media, on their Facebook. I'm going to get on their pictures, find all the pictures that they're not doing something quite right. And I'm going to put some pretty righteous comments on there to point out their errors. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. See, it's, it doesn't really make sense when you look at it that way. It's not healthy. It doesn't add up. So back to the second point, judging alone doesn't help. Okay, where are we going with that? Again, it is possible to judge well, to judge correctly, and to judge in a healthy way. If we see a brother or sister who's caught in a sin and we want to help them out, okay, I got some points, I got some pointers, some tips for you to do this correctly and do it well. Just have two of them can follow along in your handouts to judge how to judge well point number 1 tip number 1 look inside look inside that's where it starts right here got a little photo someone took his face off now he's looking inside that's kind of impossible but the, the idea look inside yourself Matthew 7:5a we remember first take the plank out of your own eye so that's a, it's a huge humility step right here, okay? We have to take the time and we have to admit our own faults. Faults? Faults, you say? I don't have any faults. I don't have any planks in my eye like you do. Ugh, that's gross. At least, well, at least I don't have anything like that. I mean, pfft. okay, so if these are the thoughts in your heart already, when I say look at your own faults, I think it might be a sign that we really do need to look at our own faults. Look inside yourself. Isn't it fun to notice when someone else has a big old pimple right on the tip of their nose? No, it's gross. But but it's fine. <laughs> but it's kind of it's kind of Ah, it's just refreshing to know that someone else has an acne thing going on too, okay, right? So that I'm not the only one with blemishes on my face because that one's a bad one. (laughs) If we can think about sin that way, I think that's one of the reasons that it's so fun to point it out in people. It makes us feel better about our own sin, right? So just like we need to have a mirror in front of us. Hopefully we do this before we go into public. We look at ourselves, make sure we don't have any pimples that need to be taken care of. We need to have a spiritual mirror so that we can look inside our hearts, examine our motives. Where are we at? Where are we coming from? 
Why are we wanting to judge someone right now? Look inside first. So again, that's tip number one, look inside. Now the second tip, be a counselor. Be a counselor. So think of a judge in a courtroom for a second. What is the purpose of a judge? To judge. Okay, that wasn't too hard, guys. All right, so to judge, right? The little Judge Judy up there, she, that's her job. She judges, okay? Okay? Um, if you're really wanting to get your life fixed up, you're not going to set up an appointment with a judge, right? You're most likely, if you really got something to deal with, you're going to set up an appointment with a counselor, okay? That's because it's the counselor's job. It's the counselor's role to help people. So be a counselor. So my wife, Krista, is fantastic at this. She Counseling is in her DNA. Like She's always had a heart for counseling and looking at the root of, of issues. And just recently, uh, she's helped me look at a situation that I've been struggling with for quite some time at work to look at it at a different, from a different angle, a different perspective, and finally gain some clarity on where I was coming from incorrectly, right? When I'm dumping all this on her again, one more time, ugh, she could have just said, you know what, I'm sick and tired of hearing your stuff and judged me and said, you're really annoying and let me go, right? But she took it a step further. She was my counselor, okay? She wanted to help, and so she did. She helped me dig up where I was coming from and see inside myself and why I had those angles and why I was looking that way at something, at a certain situation, at the overall situation at work. And really now, after that tough conversation that I had with her, things are so much better. It's awesome. It's like, it's almost like I have a new job. And I just changed my perspective. And that's because she was my counselor, not my judge. See the difference there? So again, that's the second tip on how we can judge well. Be a counselor. There is a way to judge well, folks. But again, it's a heart issue. That's the main, that's the main deal. And I submit to you that if our heart is truly in the right place and we're judging someone for the sin that they're involved in, that's a good thing if our heart is in the right place and we go about it correctly. It's not easy. It's a, it can be a really hard process, depending on what's going on, depending on all the above, right? But again, look inside yourself first, okay? Examine your hearts. Take the plank out of your eye, okay? Ask God, God, is this something that I'm even supposed to be doing? Going to this person saying, hey, I see this, you know, Maybe, maybe that's maybe God's wanting someone else to do that, or the, or the Holy Spirit's even letting that person know that. And then, if all those fall into place, and if yes, then be the counselor. 
Don't be the judge, okay? Come at it from a counselor's point of view. That's to help, not to hurt. So let's not forget Matthew 7, verse 5. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So again, like I said, this helping others in this way is hard. It's really hard. But what happens when we do hard things? We get stronger, okay? And strong people do good things. I found this quote, I think, fits in well here. Strong people don't put others down. They lift them up. I think that's so true and that's so good. Something to remember right there. So that is the second point. Wraps it all up. We should be careful in how we judge because judging alone doesn't help. I'm going to invite Clint to come up. Thanks, Lyndon, for doing that. <clears throat> I love his uh, <clears throat> second tip is that we can judge correctly if we try to be a counselor. Because I would say what the world doesn't need is more judges, right? We need more people who are willing to step up and help others instead of just critically judging them. And so what I want to do for prayer time today, uh, actually just two groups of people this service. Um, the first group, though, is for people who all you see is the plank in your own eye. So um, judging others isn't necessarily your deal as much as judging yourself. And you struggle with ever even seeing past your own faults. Um Guys, we've been, we've been made righteous through Christ. We don't have to live in condemnation. But if you just struggle through this whole message, the person you're judging the most is yourself. I want to invite you after um, we dismiss everyone else uh, to come up and let the prayer team pray with you. Okay, just sit in the front row. Because you don't have to go through life with self-condemnation. All right? Um, so we want to let the... Um, prayer team pray with you if that's you. The second group though is going to be those of us who we don't even see our own plank very often, but boy, we can pick out a speck in somebody else's eye, right? Anybody with me on that? Like we're really good at pointing out other people's sin um, and we've almost become blind to our own, you know, the own, our own plank. Lyndon called it uh, a spiritual mirror, that we need a spiritual mirror. And so what I want to do, if, if that's you and you're just like, I just tend to see everybody else's sin and not necessarily my own, um, I'm going to do a, a group prayer over here on this side. And we're just going to pray that God will remove blinders that we can see correctly. Um, because at the end of the day, it's best to remove what's in our own eye, right? We have control over that. And we don't necessarily have control over others, but if we can remove our own sin, it's going to make us 
better, we're going to be able, be able to see more clearly to help others and to help them get the specks out of their own eyes. So I want to pray for a group of those people over here. So let's all stand. Um, and if you fall into either one of those categories, I just want to invite you to move up now. And just either this side, if you have, you just want better vision to be able to see your own sin. And then if you want the prayer team to pray with you because you just can't get past your own planks, just come up over here on this side, okay? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you uh, for this message. We thank you that it was written down 2,000 years ago by, by Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and the wisdom just it goes on for thousands of years. And God, this is what you want for us. You don't want us to be a judgmental group of Christians. You want us to be compassionate and loving and caring and working on the things that we can work on and having grace for others. So God, I pray that if if we would benefit from, from more prayer, that we would be brave to come up. And also, Lord, as we leave this place today, I pray that we would go out not condemning the world, not judging the world, because we all have one judge, and that's you and you alone, but that we would go out in grace and compassion to help those around us, Father. And God, we thank you for everyone that's here today. But go with us as we leave this place in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you guys are dismissed, but if you want more prayer, come on up here and we'll pray with you. Have a great weekend. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.